Welcome to Checkmates Go, Season 2, Episode 28. We're speaking with Oren Karen, who's one of the masterminds behind Infinity Sock, a checkpoint service that we offer. And we we had two previous conversations about what Infinity Sock was and what uh, you know what value that customers get out of it. And uh, we will, of course, link to those in the show notes. Now, while we created this for Checkpoint customers and people getting value from it, it turns out that non-Checkpoint customers can actually get some value from this as well. And uh, that's actually something, once we made this service available, that we discovered that was actually happening. So I asked Oren Karen, point blank, I said, hey, um, so do you actually need to be a Checkpoint customer to use this service? And, well, here's what he had to say. One of the nicest parts is because you do not need to have nothing related to Checkpoint in order to get all of our intelligence and to get lookalike domains um you can just onboard and and we saw a few customers that we had a session with that are our competitors uh customers let's say and they started to use it to find it useful and just bought it now from looking where we're going with the product and uh, this is an important emphasis we are working to be able to digest other sources this is something customers are asking us can you digest other sources? This is something that we are working on. But because we know we've done the hard job of the machine learning on the backend to be very precise, getting a source data, you know, it's just a matter of mapping fields. Uh, any vendor can say, I can take all of the data of another vendor and analyze it. Okay, how do you analyze it? Do you have a very good baseline of analysis or you just say, I analyze it? So we started with the baseline of the machine learning saying, this is a very good machine learning. Retrained it all the time. Getting sources is something that we will have. So as a non-checkpoint customer, we see customers that are not checkpoint uh, ones that are using it. Um, onboarding is like one to three minutes and you just start to use it. So it's, yeah, pretty common. Yeah, and, and even onboarding for a checkpoint customer is not that complicated either. It's you, you're uh, you you know part of it is pulling the uh, you know the the essentially an identifier on the gateway and and associating that with you as a customer, and then and then you can see things that are relevant to your gateways. But and that's you know, and I know previously you talked about uh, you're pulling logs. You're not really pulling logs. You're pulling effectively the IOCs that the gateway is querying for, which because uh, because you don't need to see that all of the contextual data. You just kind of need to see where they're going, right? It's and then, you know, and you kind of know based on the time that the query happens as to kind of when it's happening. But um, so you don't need the full context. And and the and the and the most uh, important part in this case will come from an example. Uh, a banking customer that one of our competitors went to and uh, had a POC with, and they wanted to start the POC. And the customer said, "Okay, I need to send you my logs, right?" Said yes, but I cannot. I cannot share all of my data. Like it's not only GDPR, not privacy. I cannot share the data. So say, okay, we will come back. And then he called and he say, yeah, we do not need you to share the logs. And then he opened his ear and say, so how do you analyze? So how do we analyze? When you have any kind of checkpoint equipment and in the future non-checkpoint equipment, you do not need to share logs with us. It's enough for you to query Threat Cloud and say. Is that bad or good? And let's take the use case. I'm now using a laptop um, and I'm querying Threat Cloud all the time. Is this domain is bad? This IP is bad? What do you know about this kind of attack? Threat Cloud is responding saying, bad, I don't know, good, and then allow or drop the connection. If the customer 
is checking one checkbox in his checkpoint equipment or checkpoint installation the only thing we are asking him to do is to say I am willing to share those queries with checkpoint those queries does not contain what kind of application this host is using or uh, what is the name of the user that is using this uh, uh, host it can be shared if the customer wants but it doesn't need to because we have a victim ID we have all the contextual data we need and this is enough so we do not store the logs because we just don't have them we do not get them in a syslog or like a data lake that you need to pay because there is no data lake it's just one big threat cloud that you are querying and we are using the same intelligence repository if you are allowing us to and checking this box to find you and the last thing what do you share from your ID you are sharing the equipment ID the endpoint ID like you have in the customer user center or the gateway CK customer key we do not need more than that this is how we know it's you we have a victim ID the contextual intelligence the fact that it came from someone that this ID is related to and that's it so deployment is one thing cost of course is a second thing but privacy is the first challenge and based on what we see with the big customers from banking and from areas that do not want to share data they're just deploying it because there is no deployment just say I want it and they are having it so yeah I think we won big time in this area because we do not need the logs yeah and in analyzing logs is a lot you know, it's, it's a lot more data that is honestly probably going to be you know may not even be relevant right uh, it's it's really it's a pile of junk it, let's, let's be honest it's a pile of junk you need to analyze so if you get the contextual data it's enough in most cases exactly and I think that's and, and that's you know because I remember some of our first attempts at doing stuff like this right and we and and yeah we had to take the logs to do it and uh yeah i think it's it's enough for most customers to know you've got this in your environment and you can you know for 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 a global view you don't all of that other data is not relevant the fact that there is you know there's there's activity going between certain you know certain nodes out there is suspicious enough and then you can you know obviously you can drill down and go okay well this is where it's happening in my you know in my environment so it, you know on its own it's you know it's useful to know that there's a problem you're going to need other data to eventually go figure out where the problem is and that's and, and yeah and i think that that's where some of the magic comes in and yeah if we're if we're collecting the data you know if you're, if you're collecting the data internally to know you know who's accessing what then you can go then you can go find out and figure out okay well yeah so we, we you know we, we've got a beacon that suggests there's a problem in, in your environment you can you know then we can go correlate and go yeah it's these five nodes that you need to go do something with um so that's a and, and yeah and, I, and you in the yeah because in terms of finding issues it, yeah it may ultimately be relevant at some point but um you know think, think of it this way though some of that data is is not going to be unique across environments it's going to be duplicated because of course there's lots of like private ip addresses that uh, you know and everybody uses rfc 1918 addresses or whatever the equivalent is in ipv6 so um so it's not really relevant right it's it's a so you know it's it's not just it's not just having data like you know it's having the right data and the most relevant data and yeah the fact that you're that that you know we've got you know 
you know, the, you know, over a hundred thousand customers and, and, you know, and, and, you know, I'd say millions of endpoints uh, that could all be potentially participating in this, you're going to get a pretty good view of the world. And that's, uh, you know, of, of, you know, what's happening out there. And, you know, we're, we're deploying, I know there's more algorithms being deployed to get more, uh, um, to, to find more insights. And, uh, you know, and, and some of the intelligence we've learned from the from this process has also gone back in the products, right? In terms of how we do enforcement, because once we understand, uh, you know, we maybe maybe there's a new insight that's come in, right? Uh, for, that from the, from analyzing all this data, we understand, oh, if we do this, then we can block it. Um, and and we're and you know, as checkpoint, we've always been about preventing threats, and that's and so uh, I think this feeds into uh, what happens in the product. What insights have we taken from Infinity Sock or or its uh, predecessor? and built into the product so that we can prevent these issues from happening in the first place. I have an amazing example for that. Um, we had a European customer that the algorithm said, okay, this host is in a pretty bad shape. Something is going on in it. It was like in the first days and yeah, something was bad when I looked on the queries and said, yeah, definitely something is going on there. So I did not understood exactly why is going on there. Like what are the actions or the bad actions? Just the algorithm said, you need to take a look on this host, like something bad is going on. So we had a session with the customer and I said, can you query on this specific value? He said, yeah, definitely. And said, okay, this is my mail server. Said, Your mail server? Yeah, but from the algorithm side, we don't have any feature for mail servers in this time period, like a year ago, I think. And you say, yes, but what did you find? So we started to analyze, and then we realized that attackers are using his mail server to send malicious emails containing links to external users. So someone hacked the server. Okay, that's fine. We found it. But the nice part in the insight was that the amount of emails, and that was the connection that I was missing in this part, the malicious emails containing infect infecting links was pretty enormous. So the insight started as, yeah, it's a compromised server, but we finished with, okay, so this server is sending malicious emails to lots of bad stuff or lots of, uh, lots of bad stuff sent to uh, lots of people. So the action we took from the product side and we can... And we are looking forward for my security and, of course, our uh, SaaS solution and our MTA solution. We took it into anti-phishing functionalities and main security functionalities, like we have in our 365 as example. And we went back to the machine learning team that are the owners of the algorithms for mail. And we said, have a look on this insight. Do you want to take it and try it on your data set? A different data set, a fresh one. So they've done the changes they needed, and then they've embedded into our mail security the ability to locate those kind of insights. And the insight is not for my security, the fact that the mail server is compromised. This is one. The second is an insight on the fact that you are sending, or someone in your behalf is sending infecting emails to your customers or to someone else. So I was sh not shocked, I was surprised that we could find it because that was not the intention of this specific algorithm that we wrote. But from the metadata of the behavioral, we just created a new one. Now we did not know that, the machine did not know that, and we're having lots of those cross time.
we do not understand why it's bad. We analyze it and say, okay, now I know. Okay, so I need to embed it into the gateway or into the endpoint because I could not like think about this behavior to be bad. The machine found it. Yeah, and that's and that's amazing, right? And that's and that's you know I think there's that's where we're going to get some insights. It still takes human intelligence to maybe reverse you're effectively reverse engineering what the what what the machine learning figured out on its own is that hey this is malicious behavior can't really say why but that's almost impossible by the way to to understand why she thought it's bad it's almost impossible yeah and so you have to reverse engineer it and you go ah okay now i see and then and then we can use that to develop uh, you know patient zero uh, protection for that particular behavior whatever it is and uh and, and add it to the right part part of the product and so yeah there, there's mail and i know we've done this for threat emulation for example right we when you emulate a, a document we can figure out okay that this file is bad and then based on that we're able to then uh you know or we can or we, you know that we probably in, enhance some of that uh, behavior as well so that so that when when we emulate the document we realize it's bad and yeah no and you know of course we have to understand why in order to write the algo right that's the that's part of the challenge we are doing it on the opposite way by the way um from the infinity sock side we are going uh from the end action to the first one so Let's say the use case, and a pretty neat use case, I will say. Someone opened a malicious file. Now, how do you know that? Let's say you are not using checkpoint threat emulation. You are using another sandbox solution. But you do have checkpoint blades enabled on your gateway in this case. And we have found, in a few occasions, the fact that we were able to say someone opened a malicious file based on the communication and then tracking back to the file can give two options. One, improve the detection rate based on customer input saying, yeah, this is a definitely malicious file. Second, enriching on the fly saying, we found it malicious and infected. The root cause is a malicious file. You do not have any mail protection from checkpoint. So the file was just went through with an email so you can have checkpoint protection and we can take it as, okay, now we can reverse back threats. So if a file went through, we will find it at the end. We will enrich it to the start. That happens when you are not using checkpoint threat emulation, I will say. In those customer cases, like 99% of them, those are the cases, that there is no enforcement on the mail vector. And this is pretty bad, you know, but the solution was, okay, you want to prevent, enable the technology. We want to improve. Let's learn from the algorithm. And we are improving all the time, also in this vector. Having access to all that data and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, be, and, you know, making better use of it. It, it is, it, it's, you know, yeah, we're offering it as a service to customers, but we're also leveraging that data to to make the world a safer place effectively for our customers because we're, we're, we're able to prevent those threats from becoming an issue. And, and granted it's, and yeah, we're discovering things that we may not have discovered on our own because there's so much data out there and yeah, we've got, you know, the algos are, uh, are churning away at it and they might be finding interesting insights. And so that I, so I assume part of the, part of what happens in infinity sock is on the back end, there's, there's some sort of a interesting stuff might bubble up just either because of customer queries or whatever that says, here's some stuff that like humans should really look at and figure out what's going on with and then we can and, and yeah then, and then from there it turns into threat prevention goodness in the product yeah from research perspective by the way the fact that you have those algorithms that can run automatically 
is something that we use internally. We are taking not only customer data, but also Spanport's data and lots of sensors that we have. We send this data on the fly all the time to all of our machine learning um, uh, stacks, like across all of the threat prevention organization, not only InfinitySoc, but also InfinitySoc. And one of the nicest parts, we can predict campaigns. We can see a th an ongoing threat coming up. So if you will read the, like the yearly review of the intelligence or the half yearly review of the uh, checkpoint research um, uh, PDF, to understand what is going on behind the scene, it's not all of it is manual. We have our own algorithms that we are giving customers and protecting customers. We are running them or deploying them on almost all of the sensors that we have. And we don't have only raw data. We have analyzed data based on the machine learning that we have in our products. So we have a daily or an hourly vision of what is going on. Not just a trend of there is a CVE that is in usage or there is a domain that is in the spike, but this malware variant has been changed. And it was changed two hours ago of something and now we are seeing a spike, the context. So we are using internally, and if you will read the Checkpoint Research half year or a yearly review of the intelligence uh, from Checkpoint side, um, understand that behind the scenes, lots and lots of the analytics is based on the machine learning because, again, the, the amount of data is crazy. So we must have machine learning to do that for us in some cases. And that's where, yeah, that's where it's most powerful for sure is, is, is the, uh, yeah, because there's just so much data that a human can't possibly comprehend at all. I mean, there are times when humans have to be involved to, to look at uh, a specific instance of it, but yeah, there's no way a human could assimilate all that data in their mind and be able to then draw conclusions from it. Thanks for listening to Checkmates Go. Subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Give us a rating and review and share with your colleagues on social media. Thanks for listening.